Imperial battleship, halt the flow of time. I cannot swim, you Spanish peacock. I'm not Spanish, I'm Egyptian. You five-star double-rated astronavigatrix. Uh, 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 what? Space, herpy. Give me the remote control. Good heavens, General, that sounds like a woman. Impossible! Welcome, listener, to Star Crash, the podcast in which we discuss genre movies released before the year 2000. Except when we don't. <laughs> and this is such an episode, because uh, Ebba and I have both been and uh, seen Avengers Endgame. Uh, separately, I might add. Uh, I saw it uh, four days ago when it premiered, and Ebba saw it... Today. Just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like an hour ago or yeah. something. So you have it in fresh memory. Um and I figured uh, you can uh, share your impression with it now. And also maybe just shortly talk about your connection to Marvel and your impression of Infinity War before we start as well. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm one of those weird people who haven't seen Iron Man. Let's start with <laughs> that. <laughs> I've seen bits of it and I've also seen bits of like Iron Man too. So I'm kind of, of the more casual viewer of the Marvel movies. I've liked, I mean, I've seen most of them, but I've liked, quite liked a few of them. And some I'm like, well, mm, meh. And uh, what's your... Marvel, Marvel story. <laughs> well, I'm a bit, uh, bit bigger fan than you are. Uh, I've read quite a few other comics. I mean, nowhere near all of them. There's so many. Uh, so I'm not an expert on exactly everything from the Marvel universe, but I, I know a bit. Uh, and I've also seen all the Marvel movies up to this point. Uh, I like all of them, more or less. I mean, there are a few of them that are not really my favorites, but I can still recognize them as, as good movies, um, such as uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, which is everyone's favorite. It is not my favorite. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's boring, uh, but it's still, you know, it's a good action flick, so uh, I, I do uh, enjoy um, most of them. And I enjoyed Infinity War a lot as well. I don't know, you had... Not quite as good opinions on Infinity War as I did. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's been so long ago now that I've seen it, so I can't remember exactly what I didn't really like about it. I just remember it being a bit messy and maybe, you know, these movies when there's just a lot of characters, it can get a bit confusing. And mm. um, also the ending where everyone sort of dies. And for a lot of people, I think it was sort of emotional but for me I was sitting there kind of cynical being like well they're gonna bring them all back anyway so <laughs> I can't really get teary-eyed over this uh, mm. except for um, the robot man person who Vision. was yes thank you yeah <laughs> horrible with names but yeah when Vision died I was like yeah that seems kind of definite that he's dying so yeah that was sad um but as a movie, I'm sure it's fine, but um, I think I was just, I've gotten a bit Marvel fatigued during the last couple of years. So I think it's a mm. result of that as well. So yeah, that, that's but, very fair. Yeah. yeah. But you liked the, the Infinity, right? Yes. Yes. I thought it was an epic experience. Mm. Uh, but having now seen Endgame, I kind of feel like Endgame is many more times epic than Infinity War, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is something about movies that are sort of, 
the end to an era and I think that mm. this movie mm. really is that and mm. it does it with um, straight A's <laughs> mm. so to speak it really gives everything a chance at um, you know it's a chance for you to say goodbye to uh, the last couple of 10 years and last not last couple of but the last 10 years uh, that we've had these Marvel movies and I think it mm. was a nice goodbye yeah, yeah. So um, I figure we are going to move into some really heavy spoiler territory here. So, yeah. uh, I mean, if you didn't expect that in a podcast episode, I don't know why you're listening to this, but <laughs> this is a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> this it's is fun. a spoiler talk uh, podcast. So mm. uh, we're going to get into spoilers. Um, just a short recap of Infinity War. Uh, you know, the big bad Thanos arrives at, uh, at Earth. He collects all the Infinity Stones. He snaps his fingers and uh, half of uh, all life on Earth turns to dust. Uh, including several of uh, the Avengers and the superheroes we have followed. And that is the lead up into Endgame. And also in the post credit scene to Ant-Man and the Wasp, we see... Uh, Ant-Man getting stuck in the quantum realm because all his friends has turned to dust so no one can get him out mm. of there. Um, and also the post credit scene for Captain Mar- Marvel, we see uh, Captain Marvel arrive at Earth and meet the Avengers. So that is the point where we are at uh, at the beginning of Endgame. Mm. And uh, since you have just seen it, maybe you can just do a short summary of the film. Yeah, so the few Avengers that are left after uh, Thanos snapped his fingers, they decide to go and find him and get the stones back and uh, kill Thanos, essentially. And they do so, but it turns out that he has uh, destroyed the stones. And that was his last act with the stones. Um, They are turned to atoms, to dust, so they can't be used. So then we get to a five years later screen. And it's sort of, I wouldn't say post-apocalyptic, but kind of. Like, it's really, Mm. you know, half the population is gone. Um, Yeah, and it's not just half the population. It's like half of all life, including like plant life. Exactly. Very dreary looking world. (laughs) animals, everything. But there is hints that the earth is sort of like recovering because Mm. the whales are back in the Hudson River because the, um, you know, it's kind of getting better because of there's less, less pollution from cars and boats and stuff like that so it it is repairing itself but it's still at the cost of half of the population and half of like earth it's it's not ideal in anyone's perspective <laughs> really uh, but a stark has for example he's gotten a family like a little daughter so he's sort of i wouldn't say happy with the situation but he is also repairing himself and finding a sort of calm in the situation. Anyway, so Lang, Ant-Man, he comes back from this being stuck in the quantum space thingy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's, he goes to the Avengers like um, Captain America and Black Widow and he says, I've been having this thought that maybe we could use um, the technology I have to sort of time travel through the quantum uh, mini mini universe thingy and uh, the Black Widow and um, Captain America they talk uh, Stark into coming along with his science and also the Hulk has sort of integrated his Hulk body with his Hulk mind and he's a very harmonious character which is very nice to see by the way uh, but they fire up a time travel machine thing 
and they start to their plan is to get the stones back so that they can also snap their fingers and make people come back without disturbing the five years that has been they're not interested mm. in like redoing history or anything because it's mm. they can't do that so they just want to bring people back when they're doing this because it works they're getting the stones back and everything because of um oh what's the blue lady's name again Oh, nebula. nebula because of nebula's like robotics implant thanos actually learns of this plan because the two nebulas that are existing in um, because of the time travel existing in the same time uh, she sort of yeah her brain sort of stops working and she gets <laughs> flashbacks from future nebula so anyways thanos learns of the plan and he schemes to go back to the future or go to the future and disrupt the plan <laughs> all over again sort of like redoing the work that he did in infinity war again mm. because he understand that they're gonna undo um, what he did in the future and because of that there will be a very big battle in the future at the avengers headquarters but they brought the stones back so they are able to put it in a glove and with that the whole army comes to join in this big battle and they eventually um, defeats Thanos in an epic, epic battle. Yes. And that is basically it. Yeah. How did you think it compared to Infinity War? Well, like I said, it, it's been a while. I mean, it's been a year since I've seen, since I, since I saw it. So, oh, I can't... Like, if you were gonna, if you were gonna re-watch one of them, which would you pick? Uh, probably this one, to be mm. honest. Because it's kind of like when you're deciding on which lord of the rings movie you're gonna watch mm. i kind of choose the last one anyways mm. because that one will have an ending and mm. i feel like this one really does have an ending and it's satisfying with infinity war you're sort of left with this huh? but now i would pick this one definitely oh. uh, i mean i liked infinity war but this one is just yeah so much more epic and i loved i loved almost everything with it mm. uh, i have a few a few issues but it's just minor things, really. Uh, and the the final battle in Endgame, so much more epic than the final battle in Infinity War. Uh, mm, like, agreed. when you compare them. <laughs> um, I mean, the one in Infinity War, there's nothing wrong with that one. But when you see the one in Endgame, you're like, wow, yeah, 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 that's the winner. <laughs> yeah. And it's a little bit, I wouldn't say wackier, but there is a lot going on in the final battle in uh, Endgame. Mm. But it's there's just these nice neat moments where for example Valkyria is riding her horse around in the sky <laughs> and uh, you have mm. you know you sort of have this uh, thing where they're uh, handling the um, handing the uh, the glove with the stones around and they're trying to protect it from Thanos and I think that was mm. kind of cool fun looking but uh, as most of these movies are there's a lot happening on screen so, uh, I mean, at one point I was like, I can't keep up <laughs> because it's just so much. But I mean, it's it's epic and it's a lot. So that's what you come for. Yeah, and too. I kind of I feel like, I mean, one of the issues you mentioned with Infinite War was that there were so many characters that mm. were sort of going to need a little bit of a space on their own in the movie. But since half of them are now gone for yes. most of Endgame, it's actually just mostly the original avengers and a few other characters yeah. and it feels you know they they get to have good screen time in here and and really they they have an arc 
even if you disregard all the other films, every character in here has an arc just within this film, I feel. Yeah. Uh, and it's really just at the end when they do get the old people back, that's when it starts to get a little bit messy again. Mm, but that true. is also the final battle and it's just epic in what it is. Yeah, so I mean, I, by that point, like it's it. fine that it's a bit messy. It's not. It hasn't yeah. been messy for three hours it's just this last half hour or 40 minutes or whatever <laughs> that it's a bit messy and it's fine uh i mean it, I, I really enjoyed having more time with for example nebula i mean she got a lot of screen mm-hmm. time and i think it was kind of nice to see her cementing her loyalties even further mm. um, and sort of saying no to her father again and also bonding a little bit more with gamora I really yeah. like that, for example. And for those, you know, Gamora dies. Yeah. One one Gamora dies in Infinity War. Mm. But here we have a time-traveling Gamora, so we actually do get her back uh, in preparation then for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume yeah. 3, which is coming out later. Yeah. Uh, but she doesn't actually remember, uh, you know, uh, Star-Lord or the others. Yeah. So they have to... to um, get to know her again yeah, which <laughs> is a bit I... bittersweet to be honest like it's nice to have her back but it's also whatever yes. experiences they've had for the last two movies is gone <laughs> so <laughs> i wonder i wonder if maybe they will figure out some way of of her getting those memories back in guardians 3 i mean it's the marvel universe yeah. stranger things has happened yeah. um because it does feel a little bit like well then, what was the point of Guardians 1 and 2? You know, I mean, yeah. there was a point to them, obviously. But yeah, but I get what you mean. Mm. Mm, there's a lot of... The, the, the development of the relationship between Star-Lord and Gamora has been a big point mm. for both Guardians 1 and 2, and now that has sort of been nullified, and they need to restart it somehow, and, um, well, yeah. we'll see what I happens. Mean, at the same time, it can be a bit entertaining. There could be, like him being oh yeah but we we always do this what are you talking about he's like well i don't remember you know so there could be like some sort of fun things that they do with that in the third movie i guess but um (laughs) but it's still a little bit bittersweet (laughs) yes yes definitely Mm. uh but i agree with you what you said about nebula you know this for for being the last avengers film it's actually several of the smaller characters that gets yeah. the most screen time, such as Nebula, mm. and I also think uh, Black Widow mm. is a bigger part in this one. And I really appreciated that, because like, if you look at Infinity War and even the previous Avengers movies and even Captain America Civil War, big focus is always on Captain America, mm. Iron Man and Thor. Yeah. And I mean, they are the central trio. You can't deny that, but... I, I so enjoyed seeing some of the smaller characters get to shine in, in Endgame. Yeah, and I I think, I mean, martyr scenes has been done to death. Mm. Um, but I think it was also a sort of logical conclusion to Black Widow's story arc. Yes. She didn't really seem to have a lot to live for during those five years. Because, mm. unless you've seen the movie, but she's sort of just holding things together being the boss of the Avengers and, uh, you know, trying to find a solution. And you, she's been depressed for the last five years. So Pretty her much, sacrificing yeah. herself so that um, his name is Arrow, right? I can never remember his name. No, no, no Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Arrow, Arrow is DC. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Fans of <laughs> comics everywhere. 
Well, Hawkeye then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that she was like, she was given a chance to um, to gi- to give him his family back essentially and mm. the world. So, I think it was nice. Yeah, I've, so, I've, I've, I've yeah. always had like trouble with her characters because I don't think that I've, I don't think I've seen the first Avengers, mm. or so. She's always been a bit bland to me, mm. uh, and I think Scarlett Johansson is really good actress so she can do a lot more and she's never really had the chance to be that I think mm. yeah. in the movies that I've seen so yeah. it was nice that she at least had a little bit of a spotlight on her yeah I agree I agree I I've never really been interested in Black Widow like yeah I don't mind that she's part of the Avengers in these these films but I just find her kind of un- uninteresting but she I feel gets a really quote-unquote good ending to her arc here and it's mm. not it's not a positive ending but it's a strong and emotional one yeah. which is that she she sacrifices herself to get the um the soul stone mm. uh that is at at vormir uh, which is what happens to gamora in infinite war it's the same sort of um yeah. uh, scene there except that it's voluntary that does, <laughs> yeah she does it willingly yeah uh and it's very emotional, you know, when you see the people getting back from the past and they're sort of looking around and, you know, did everyone got, get back? And Hawkeye is like, no, nope. no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know at that point that she's permanently yeah. gone. Yeah. <laughs> There's no, no do- redoing that. It's not just gone. It's like... But I mean, some some of these characters had to die also because otherwise mm. there would just be no weight to anything that's happened in the series, basically, because everyone mm. survives mm. everything, so... I think it was a wise choice to at least have one really important character and one, you know, also important, but it's not Iron Man. I mean, Black Widow isn't Iron Man. But I think his death was also handled well. And um, Yes, yeah. I, I, I had two predictions before going into Endgame, uh, and that was that it was going to involve time travel, which it did, <laughs> and that Tony Stark was going to die, and mm, he did. Yeah. Uh, and it was a very strong end I think Uh, he was the very first MCU character you know Iron Man was the first movie (laughs) in the series and I think that it it was fitting that he he was sacrificed himself in Endgame Uh, and it was also a bit foreshadowed I think in Infinity War because at the point in Infinity War where Doctor Strange, Spider-Man and Iron Man is on board Thanos' ship you know, Iron Man suggests that maybe we don't go back to Earth. Mm. And Doctor Strange is like, this is a stupid idea. Uh, you know, if the choice, if I have to make the choice between sacrificing you or Spider-Man or giving Thanos the time stone, I'm gonna sacrifice you guys. Mm. And then we see at the end of Infinite War, Doctor Strange gives the stone to mm. Thanos to save Iron Man, supposedly. But he also says that this was the only way so uh, you you kind of get this idea that he is actually making the choice to sacrifice yeah, Iron Man here yeah true, uh, and true. that was <laughs> that was that was very um a neat yeah storyline there i think yeah um and the way that it happens is of course in the end things aren't going very well uh, it seems like thanos are gonna get back the glove and you see Iron Man look at Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange yeah. you know, puts up one finger and says, this was the only way. Mm. And then Iron Man sort of knows that, oh, I have to do this. Yeah. So he uh, steals, he, he sort of, 
it looks like he is trying to grab the glove from Thanos, but he actually just takes the stone. Mm. So then Thanos snaps his fingers and it's like, nothing happened. Which, and I wrote... <laughs> if I may, it's a yeah. really bad design choice to just have the stones <laughs> sitting there with like magnetic clasp True. or whatever. You needed True. to like put some bars on that shit. <laughs> like... <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, well. But then you of course see um, Iron Man putting the stones on his suit. And snapping the fingers, mm. but that kills him. And it's it was. I think that it was one of the best scenes in the film. It was so mm. strong and emotional, and and a very good end to to Iron Man's story. Yeah, I agree. It was a really nice ending to Iron Man's arc. Even though I haven't seen <laughs> the first and the second Iron Man <laughs> movies, um, but I think what what I really really appreciated, and I was like kind of. Um, Telling my partner that when we were talking about Endgame in, I don't know, this autumn or beginning of this mm-hmm. year. And I said, well, I would just really hope that they somehow made Captain America get back with Peggy <laughs> Carter. That's my biggest <laughs> wish with this movie. I'm sure it's not going to happen, but I really <laughs> hope they do. <laughs> and what do you know? <laughs> it happened. I was so happy about that. So happy. As an Agent yes. Carter fan, <laughs> I was really, really happy to see that because mm. I feel like Captain America has been just out of time the entire, you know, the entire movie mm. series basically and just feel like he never really, he was just doing things for, you know, for the good of the people and the good of everyone else, uh, mm. for, for America and Earth and <laughs> shit. So I was really happy to see him sort of make a choice for himself. Mm. And also, like, tying up the Agent Carter series for me a little bit, <laughs> which was <laughs> left up in the air. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I was really happy about that. And also that yeah. when they time traveled to the, I think it was 1970, uh, to the beginning of the Avengers or whatever, S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm. Um, headquarters. And he, um, Captain America, sees Peggy Carter in the window. And you can kind of mm. see that he's like, that's where I want to be. I want to be be in the mm. room with her and mm. sort of have have that life. Um, mm. So it was nice that they that they gave yes. Captain America that. I have the question though, hmm? how like the timelines work? I can't really get through that in my head. I mean, uh, they're fucked I don't up. Mind. To be honest, but yeah. yeah, sure. Go go. I don't. Re- I, I don't mind that they fucked up the timeline to get Steve back with Peggy because I do want them to be together. Uh, but it doesn't really make sense if you really analyze it because they make a point of it in the film that yep I know it, it's <laughs> I not know so much <laughs> that 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 it's their past it's more like it's a past that is their future so they can't really like change their present time because it's 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 not their present time like I I'm, I'm not explain, explaining it very well here yeah no uh, I, get, point, I, I get exactly mm. what you mean I know exactly what yeah. you mean and I was having the same issue for three seconds and then I was like just let it go just let it go just just enjoy so, um, it <laughs> you know yeah so the point is pretty much when they travel back into into the past they make a point that they can't change their present but they can create uh, like alternate timelines um, which is um, something that um, uh, the ancient one from mm. Doctor Strange sort of points out that you can't actually do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
and and but it, at the end when we know that Steve has gone back to be with Peggy we actually get to see old Steve in the present timeline and I'm like that yeah, doesn't work yeah. he should be in an alternate timeline yeah. and it's just <laughs> it, 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 it does I'm what I what I'm what I think is that it only relates to the stones it doesn't relate to the people sort of like it doesn't go into alternate uh, branches of universes uh, except i kind of think it does yeah because they say um, that you can't kill thanos as a baby because of the same rule so mm. how wouldn't steve rogers staying in 1945 with peggy also be changing it in the same way that killing you know it's mm. it's really potato potato but mm. I just think you're not supposed to care. <laughs> no, no. So- and I, I honestly, honestly, for the most part of the film, I, I think the time travel, the way they handle the time travel does work. It's just the thing with Steve Rogers at the end, the old Steve Rogers. That's the only thing I feel like that doesn't work. And that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I, st- I, I don't know. If, if I really think about the whole, you know, what the ancient one is talking about, I, st- I still don't think mm. it really works. But whatever, it's, it's... I think it does. Yeah. The thing is, when they are in the past, I think they only accidentally create one alternative timeline. And that is when Loki accidentally gets the Tesseract at one point in time when he is not supposed to. Um, and they are, I think, planning a Loki TV show, which will be separate mm. from the MCU movies, because Loki is now dead in the timeline yeah. of Endgame and the MCU, MCU movies, but because they created an alternate timeline in the past, he actually now is alive in another timeline, which I, I'm guessing is where the TV show will take place. But uh, but uh, wouldn't that be the same timeline though? Because that's not the stone. same as which. I think it's the same timeline. As uh, the same as what? Yeah, uh, as the original timeline. But can how can it be? Uh, because this is this is at the end of Avengers where Loki the first Avengers where Loki has been captured and is going to be imprisoned in Asgard, which he is in Thor two. But now he gets the Tesseract at this point and teleports away, so he's not imprisoned uh, in Thor two. Yeah, yeah. I didn't timeline. remember all of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Um so that At must be a new, or it's in, in the same universe, but it's just that those things didn't happen. Mm. In the same way Possibly. that you know, Captain America sort of going back into the past is also altering the past, even though they said in the beginning. <laughs> this is why I said like I only thought about it for three <laughs> seconds because I was like it's not gonna work, so I'm just not gonna. <laughs> but the thi- yeah, because the thing is, if we go in thinking about it like that, that they are like actually changing the past that means that when black widow sacrifices herself to get the soul stone that means that in the future thanos can't sacrifice gamora to get the soul stone yeah, and that yeah. means the events exactly. of infinity war didn't happen yes but they did in the timeline <laughs> That's so it, must it doesn't be... <laughs> work <laughs> where as soon as you start like really you know <laughs> no, but that, that is scratch why at the surface the... here it falls apart <laughs> but uh... but that that is why the, the the logic they use in the movie does work because they're saying that we are not yeah. actually traveling like into the past. We are just 
going like the past is our future yeah. you know they say yeah. something like that and, and we're putting the stones back where they were <laughs> so yeah fine yeah. <laughs> whatever you say movie <laughs> which by the way at the end when steve is getting back the stones to to where they found them he actually has to go to Vormir to put back the Soul Stone, and then he meets Red Skull, which was the villain oh my in the God, first right. Captain America movie. Oh, <laughs> we we don't get to see that. I just Talk imagine in my PTSD. head, like, oh my God, <laughs> God damn, that that is one awkward movie. Yeah, like hi. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna give this stone back to you. <laughs> you remember that time when you murdered millions and they were all into that Hydra thing? Yeah, mm. hate you. <laughs> mm. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, time travel is always sort of iffy to try. Uh, I think for the most part, it works in yeah. this film. And um, it's always fun with time travel, at least I think. Mm. I always enjoy yeah. it, so... I mean, it's it's fun to analyze it. Yeah. And I'm actually, I'm very forgiving. Like, yeah. if I find uh, like like something that doesn't work in a time travel film, I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. As long as it's, as long as it's fun and I get something to think about. I, I'm I'm happy. Yeah, it's so. it's like kind of when they try to really, really explain it and like mm-hmm. really get into it. That's when it can get really really confusing. Uh, I'm thinking about one movie now. I mean I'm I'm derailing here, but if you want to watch a really confusing time travel movie, uh, I believe it was called Prime or something. Mm, primer. Primer. Was, yeah. yeah. Mm. Man, that was a. Yeah, I haven't movie. seen that one, but <laughs> I, ha- I have been told that you would need a diagram to understand Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. I mean, they really thought about it, and I think that's interesting, but I don't mm-hmm. think every movie should do that, because it's there's just no point, <laughs> you know? Mm. So, uh, yeah. I really think that we should mention uh, cute Fat Thor. Fat <laughs> Thor is best Thor, in my opinion. Um, I just love how they let Thor be funny nowadays uh, Mm. because he is just such an excellent character when he gets to be this uh, bumbling, (laughs) funny, you know, not too serious Mm. guy. Uh, I really enjoyed that he could sort of, you know, hand over the crown to Valkyria, who is obviously more maybe reliable and more... (laughs) more wary of her duties so to speak um mm. than he is and that he joins the um guardians crew i really hope that he will be in the um, volume three guardians mm. i think he will be an excellent addition to the uh, to the gang um the rivalry between thor and um uh, star thank you star <laughs> star lord <laughs> it's just hilarious But what I really want to talk about when we get to Fat Thor is his awesome, awesome transformation. Because Thor has gained some weight. And Mm. I honestly, I think it's good for him. Because I think being that super buff, unrealistic person, it's just kind of nice to take it down a few notches and make him a little bit more relatable and not so extremely perfect. so anyway, so when he's in the, it's sort of the end battle and he's still wearing like his comfy clothes. Uh, but he's like, no, it's time to do battle. <laughs> and it takes out, he pulls his arms out and he brings forth his two hammers. 
And he just gets this sort of glow thing happening. And he turns from Big Lebowski, which they make a joke out of, um, mm. to Kawaii Thor, where his beard gets like braided in this transformation <laughs> thing. He gets his armor on and his hair is sort of up in an updo. Uh, it's I laughed so hard because it really <laughs> was like he went from like uh, to just kawaii. <laughs> I loved it. I laughed so hard. He was the best character in this movie. Honestly, loved him. Yeah, he was really funny. Yeah. Um, though I need, I feel like I need to address something regarding Fat Thor. Sure, I know. Um, I'm, I'm guessing what you're gonna get at, and yeah, yeah go for I, it. This, I I know what you this, mean. Yeah. <laughs> This was not an issue for me. I didn't really think about it as I was watching the film, but I have seen friends mention it mm. on Twitter and Facebook that they had an issue with what they perceived as fat shaming mm. uh, regarding Thor, um, which is a very fair criticism to give the movie, I think, because many of the other characters sort of laugh at how fat yeah. Thor is and makes jokes about it. and. I, 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 like I said, I didn't have an issue with it. And I am overweight myself. Not hugely overweight, but, you know, a little bit on the bigger side. Mm. And I, I'm someone who's, who's very comfortable in my own body. I, mm. I like myself as I am. So fat jokes doesn't really affect me. Like, I, I, I can laugh at them or not if I don't mm. think they're funny. But, but I don't, I don't think about fat shaming and I don't notice it and that might be a shortcoming of, of mine I don't know it probably is um, but I know several other people who did notice it and had a huge issue with it yeah. and I think it's definitely needs to be pointed Absolutely. out and it, it, it is fair it necessarily it, it wasn't necessarily handled yeah. as well as it could have been it is fair but to, I- <laughs> to so, no but it's it's fair yeah. and it's good because you I mean fat people and I'm saying fat I mean it's just a fact when I say fat you know I'm not really putting any mm. um value Prejudice yeah sorry no. yeah exactly um where was I going uh yeah but f- fat people in movies are usually the the butt of the joke or button of the joke mm-hmm. or whatever the saying is and that is really yeah it's not great really mm. Mm. Uh, mm. but what I think in the context of this movie, I mean, you have Thor, who's been this sort of cocky god. <laughs> yeah. And he's sort of like being like pulled down a few notches here. Like, well, now you're kind of being a bit more human and a bit more relatable. Uh, but I mean, of course, making fun of him for his body isn't great. But at the same time, mm. he's, he's been this buff, overly muscular, buff Viking god lord. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he should. <laughs> to me, I I I I really liked him when he was thicker. Mm. Um, I think it makes him more relatable, and I I mean, almost more attractive in a way too, because it doesn't make him so over the top manly. It mm. makes him way more approachable to me. Uh, mm. I mean, he's not there to be attractive to me. I mean, that's not the point of his character, I guess. But you know what I mean, like. Mm. so he's more human yeah now. he's more human and um i think that's good for him <laughs> yes, yes but of course i mean the <laughs> fat shaming criticism is absolutely as absolutely fair and i did i did think about it when i was watching the movie but at the same time it's thor and he has been 
very attractive and very buff <laughs> for a lot of movies. So finally, someone is showing a bit of humanity and too too bad that the other people need to make fun of it. But at the same time, mm. ah, you know. I kind of feel like just with a little bit of, of tweaking in, yes. in the script and the dialogue, they could have made it so that they're not making fun of the fact that he's fat yeah. and that he's drinking a lot of beer. They could just sort of have made fun of how he has changed yeah. a lot because it is a surprising change for him yeah. uh, compared to who he was before yeah. Infinity War. So that's you kind know, of you could have yeah. you could have just tweaked it a little, little bit there and it would have agreed. A lot, agreed. I, I I think it would have been. I mean, it's so easy to make jokes like that, right? So it mm. takes a little bit more creativity to do jokes that aren't uh, making fun of uh, physical mm. traits like that or whatever you call yeah. them. So yeah, agreed. They could have done that a bit more classy, but here we are, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked that fat Thor and I hope he doesn't go to the gym for <laughs> volume three. <laughs> I think he should love himself as he is now. <laughs> that could be, if, if they do that kind of arc, that could repay some of the fat shaming that they did. Anyway. Yeah, maybe. Definitely. I really, really hope they don't put him in the gym. <laughs> So, speaking then of the possibilities for Thor in Guardians 3, uh, we might also take a moment to talk about the general future of MCU and how Endgame is the end of an era and uh, what it might mean for the future. Do you have any thoughts on this, Ebba? Just a random thought, and I'm sure we can get into more of that um, in the future. But uh, I kind of feel like this was a really nice wrap-up mm. of the 10 years we've had with this series. And I, right now, <laughs> this is day one, <laughs> you know, after watching this movie, I kind of feel like that whatever comes next will sort of be like a sigh compared to what we've had so far. Mm. It really has mm. been a really nice build-up to this movie or really Infinity War and now this movie sort of closing that um, thing. Uh, that I kind of feel like they can't do this again. Mm. So that's what I mean with the side. It's like, well, but I am looking forward to Guardians 4. Out of 3. <laughs> and 4, I hope. <laughs> but uh, 3. <laughs> so what, what's your immediate thought with, on the subject? Uh, well, I mean, I, I agree with you that Endgame is a, per a perfect... Well, not not... Perfect, perfect, but, yeah. but a good end to an era and a good end to the Infinity War saga. And mm. if you want to stop watching Marvel movies now, that will work perfectly well as the end of the franchise as mm. well. Uh, but we, of course, know that we do have more Marvel movies in the future. Some have been um, announced, such as Black Panther 2, Doctor Strange 2, Guardians 3... Um, and a Black Widow movie, which supposedly will be a prequel of some kind. Um, and also uh, the Eternals movie, which uh, if you don't know what the Eternals is, I uh, don't. it's the kind it's the kind of being that uh, Thanos is. Mm. So uh, I think this one might take place far into the past uh, oh. and deal with um, uh, a conflict bet between the Eternals and... Um, Oh, I don't remember what their 
bad guy species is called <laughs> right now. Um, but but the idea is that the Eternals lived on Earth be- before humans, uh, essentially. So oh. it might be something like that. Uh, and then we have our first uh, Asian hero in the movies part of the MCU, uh, if you're not counting Iron Fist, which is not really Asian. Uh, but we get a Shang-Chi movie as well. Uh, and supposedly a Captain Marvel 2 at some point, though we don't know exactly when. Mm. Uh, so it is continuing the series, but we have had very little hints, or I would say no hints really, of what the next big saga is going to be, or if there will be a next big saga uh, in the MCU. I kind of, I don't know, I'm a bit torn on this, because it's at one end, I'm, I agree with you that it's going to be very difficult to top mm. the Infinity War saga, which we've had here. Uh, but at the same time, I, I sort of, I do want another big baddie like Thanos. Mm. You know, I do want to see that because I like this one so much. Mm. <laughs> um, and I've sort of been thinking about what characters would I like to see in MCU. And there is one guy called Galactus. Uh, he's a being who eats planets, essentially. Ooh. And he's uh, the big space bad uh, character in, in uh, the comic books. And I like... I like the space parts of the mm. Marvel Universe, so I would really enjoy that. Mm. Uh, and in the continuation to that, you can also have uh, a character called Hunger, mm. the devourer of realities. And he's someone who exists outside of the multiverses, so like oh, in, in this void. That's trippy. Um, <laughs> yes, that's very trippy. Sounds like Doctor Strange. But he, <laughs> uh. <laughs> he actually, in the comics, he actually senses when... Thanos uses the Infinity Stones and that brings his sort of attention to our universe but he can't get into our universe he needs someone to open a portal and he tries to get Galactus to do that so that he can get into our universe and eat the stones essentially so ah. <laughs> that that uh, that is a plotline I think would work well after Infinity War I have no like no 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 sources or anything that says that that will happen but I would like to see it <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it. I mean, what are you going to do after Thanos? It needs to be someone yeah. eats planets or dimensions or something because <laughs> Thanos has been so invincible mm-hmm. um, and just killing people with the snap of his fingers is kind of... Where do you go after that, really? Yes. <laughs> My only, guess, like, question with that... I mean, it sounds... I mean, it sounds mm. like a really good bet to <laughs> go with the <laughs> plot thing that you were just describing, but... I mean, he he turned the stones to dust. So yes, where yes, can he eat the atoms? But uh, <laughs> yeah, well, he can. But obviously, time travel exists, so there is ways around yeah, that. Yeah, uh, And if we have powerful beings like Galactus or Hunger, you know, yeah. there's there's workarounds there. Uh, but like I said, there's no no indications really yeah. that they are doing that that idea it's just something it, i thought about and yeah. i like sounds like, like to see a really good idea though if you want to <laughs> if they want to do that i mean maybe they want to lie low for a while now and just do these sort of standalones or continuations of previous movies and sort mm. of like test the water a little bit because i mean times have changed really and the ways that the movies mm. look have changed mm. uh, so maybe they're just maybe they're gonna lay low for a little while yeah, yeah, I think for the next phase, which is phase four, mm. uh, 
it's probably just going to be smaller scale adventures. Yeah. Um, but another thing which me and my flatmates talked about is how the energy, because the the glove is snapped twice in Endgame. One time by, by Hulk uh, to try to reverse things and then another time by, by um, mm. Iron Man. And a theory some people have is that there's a lot of extra energy release at that point and that might trigger the X-Men or, or the mutants to enter the picture. Ah. Uh, like like it would activate mutant genes essentially. Ah. Uh, and now of course since Marvel owns the, mut- the yeah. X-Men um, rights to the X-Men right now so that could happen as well. Do you know if they're like wrapping up the uh, X-Men that we've had now for like 20 I years? I believe oh my so. God. Yeah. yeah. Uh. <laughs> With with X Men Dark Phoenix, I think that will be the end of that oh, X-Men thank God. series. Thank God, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> so we can sort of have the Marvel version of of that because I mean there's a lot of nice characters in. I mean my only relationship with or um, experience with um, X Men is the movies, but there is mm. a, a, some neat characters in there, and I would love to see them being. Mm. done in a better way maybe <laughs> yes uh, i haven't seen the uh, like latest few x-men movies but i did see the first ones and my favorite x-men character in the comics is rogue ah. and i thought she was done horribly in x-men one and two like they ruined her She's character in my opinion yeah oh yes i mean no offense to the actress i mean she did a good mm. job with what she was given but the character the way it's written in those first films is awful because rogue is a really kick-ass character and they ruined her so i would like to see her uh, in a new take in the mcu overall it is a kind of um special kind of feeling right now this is really really the end in a way you know it's been in the media for so long now and in the pop you know pop- popular culture and um feels a bit weird, but good to me. I mean, it feels good to me because I, it, they have been going on and there's been a lot of movies. So, you know, you need to wrap things up eventually. <laughs> What's your feeling on that? Like, how do you... Yeah, I mean, I love the Marvel movies and as long as they continue making them, I will go see them. I'm, I'm a sort of easily attracted customer like that. <laughs> um... <laughs> But I do, I do hear hear a lot of people who says that they're kind of tired of the Marvel movies, and I think for them it's a good thing that you have one point in the franchise where you can end yeah. it, and that is here. Uh, really, everything that comes after this is just bonus, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, so. yeah, because it's it's not integral to any major plotline. Now you no. can just go see the ones that you. I mean, of course, who who would force you to watch? all of the Marvel movies. I haven't seen them all, but there are a few that you need to see to sort of mm. get any of the stone thing that is happening in this one. Mm. I mean, you, you'd you sit there like, what, what? I don't care what's happening. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe maybe we'll have a, have a few years now where they're lying low and maybe treading mm. the water with the X-Men and wrapping up the Guardians and everything like that. Mm. Mm. Um. And also, I imagine because, okay, now I'm getting into nerdy things again. But <laughs> Go for it. In the post-credit scene for Guardians Two, they hint at a character, uh, Adam Warlock, 
which in the comics he's actually a big part of the Infinity War saga, hmm. but they haven't introduced him yet. I mean, they they've hinted that he exists in the MCU universe, but he hasn't entered the picture yet. So I'm kind of curious when he, is he going to turn up and what is he going to do. No matter what, it'll be interesting to see what they're gonna do with the universe going forward. Mm. Um, this is a nice place to stop, like you say. But uh, I'm I'm curious. It's it's gonna be interesting to see. <laughs> any any last thoughts? No, just uh, you know, go see it. Well, I mean, if <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to this podcast, I would assume that you have either seen it already or are not interested in seeing it at all. But I can just say that I thought it was a really good experience to see it. So you know, if you on the if you're on the fence here, you know, go see yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. So this was a sort of special episode from us. Um, we're going to be back on our normal schedule uh, immediately. This is just a bonus. But uh, we just wanted to share our thoughts. And if you have any thoughts on this movie, we have a Facebook page and an Instagram. And it's Starcrashed Podcast. And we'd love to hear what you think. And uh, that's all for us. Bye. Bye.